Praise God for our music ministry leading us in worship. Thank God for all of you who share today in worship, and we are grateful for another Lord's Day. This opportunity today to celebrate the life, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lift the word today from Luke chapter 5. Um, we've been talking about bucket lists and um, things um, I would like to see happen in my life, and I pray you consider things that you'd like to see happen in your life. And uh, one of the things that uh, I want to see happen in my life is um, I don't want to just go to church and just have church. I want to be a part of life-changing experience. Amen. 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 And, uh, and I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about that today. Luke 5, uh, beginning at verse 16. Luke 5, beginning at verse 16. Allow me uh, to read more extensively, perhaps, than we normally do. Luke 5, beginning at verse 16. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the toweling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Amen. 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 There is a story told of a preacher who went to an actor and asked him why was it that the preacher on a weekly basis spoke truth but the actor was literally weekly 
living and acting fictional characters and fictional plays. But yet, the actor was able to draw larger crowds and more people to his performance weekly. And so he asked him, why was it that people would flock to see the false thing rather than this performance he was giving? He said to the preacher, he said, I believe I can answer that and help you with that. He said, we in the acting world treat false things as though they were true. And he said, it may be that you in your world treat real things as though they are false. I bring that up and I lift that today because I am literally convinced that there is much more God wants to do in and through the lives of his people and his church than perhaps often may be done. And I believe it may be because often we have not stretched our faith, perhaps stretched even our thinking and our imagination to believe that God can do much more than we've already seen him do. I, I, I believe, I believe that whenever we gather, and even in our homes, that I believe one of the greatest testimonies God wants to give in the lives of his people is that people are able to witness in your life seeing you be involved in a part of life-altering, life-changing experiences. All right. I do not believe, I do not believe, I may, I may bother you when I say this, but I do not believe God just brought us together here just so we could see one another, just to gather, sing, pray, and leave. But I believe that when God's people gather, there ought to be life change, life altering in that experience. All right. I believe that when the people of God gather in the house of God and God makes his presence known, that none of us ought leave that experience the same way we came. I believe even in our homes that there is a work, something God wants to do something that will change literally the trajectory of your home and your family. But I believe you and I have often settled for less than that which God would desire often to do in our lives. Lest I hold you too long, I believe this text in Luke 5 helps us with this because I believe Jesus here opens the avenue and the door for what literally becomes a life-altering, life-changing experience. And maybe, maybe you're comfortable with where your life is. Maybe you're comfortable with how things are going in your life. But I would suggest at least one or two people would like to see something unusual happen in your life. Yeah. That has never happened before. I believe somebody, somebody really wants to see God do something in your life you've never seen him do before. And you didn't just come to have church. You came to have an experience with God. And to leave this place 
totally different than the way you came. Yeah. Luke 5, Luke 5 is tremendous chapters, the early part of Jesus' ministry. And actually, prior to the verses I read to you, beginning in verse 16, uh, Jesus had healed a man of leprosy. And because of the healing and the wondrous works he had been doing, the Bible lets us know that his fame began to spread. His yeah. name yeah. began to be popular. And so people followed him. But I want you to notice something. And, and, and if I don't say anything else to help you, but I believe that what happens in verse 16 is central to everything that everything else that happens in this text. The Bible says that Jesus withdrew himself, went up into a mountain and prayed. Yeah. Now the reason that's so important, and, and I want all of you to get this, is that you and I can never pour out if we're never poured into. And one of the things Jesus practices on a regular basis is he poured away from the crowd and allowed himself to let God pour into him so that he would have something to pour into the people. I might be missing two or three of y'all. But, but in other words, um, the same way you have to charge your cell phone, the same way you've got to charge your laptop, you and I need to know that spiritually, every now and then, we have to recharge. We, 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 we've got to renew. And, and if we're never filled up or strengthened again, we can never be effective Amen. if Jesus Amen. had to talk to God and withdraw himself. Right. What does that mean for you and for yeah. me? Yeah. He withdraws himself. And I believe it's central to this text. Because the Bible says to us, verse 16 says he withdrew himself, but, but then it says that on a certain day, uh, doctors of the law, Pharisees, came from all around Judea, Jerusalem, this region, and the Bible says this, that the power of God was present to heal them. Y'all, yeah. y'all ain't getting yeah. this. All right, all right. I, I said, I said, the power of God was present in that place for healing to happen. In, in, in other yeah. words, yes. there was an atmosphere good. that right. was created yeah. where healing could happen in that house. Yeah. And I wish I could get some. But because I believe what God wants to do in your house, my house, and even in this house, is create an atmosphere where healing can take place. Where people leave out of here. That word heal literally means made whole. Where people may come in one way, but they leave out another way. They may come in broken, but they leave put back together. They, they may come in down, but they leave up because yeah. an atmosphere has been created where the power of God can heal people from whatever their sickness may be. I, 
I like it, y'all. Matter of fact, in chapter 4 of Luke, the Bible says, Jesus said in a crowd as he was in the synagogue, he quoted Isaiah and said of himself, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Yeah. And it talks about how he wants to heal the brokenhearted, how he wants to bind up wounds, that there was an anointing on his life. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that anointing, he was not going to leave earth without having impacted people's lives yeah. eternally. Yeah. Can I say one or two things real quick? Um, I believe I believe part of, of that atmosphere that, that, that allows the anointing to flow, and that's what Isaiah says. It's not your gift, my gift, your intelligence, my intelligence that allows people's lives to be changed. The book of Isaiah says it is the anointing yeah. that destroys the yoke. Yeah. It is the power of God that is at work that will change the lives of people. Now let me oh, yeah. let me say this. Let me say this on my way where I need to go. That biblically speaking, when we talk about the anointing, it was literally um, consistent with about three things. Uh, one, um, a person was anointed in terms of hospitality. Let church say hospitality. Right. When you came into a home, because yeah. most of the time you were walking either barefooted or with sandals on. One of the customary things the person would do would be to take anointing oil and to put it on your feet because they wanted to show you hospitality. But then not only was it used for hospitality, the anointing was also used for holiness. In other words, whenever a person, a place, or even a vessel was going to be used for a holy purpose. It would be anointed that it might be sanctified or set aside for God's purpose. But not only that, it was used for hospitality, used for holiness, but it was also used for healing. When someone was sick, they would take anointing oil and and put it on them or even give it to them. Yeah. And, and the oil had a healing element in it. So yeah. here's yeah. what I'm saying, unless you don't get it. If you and I want the oil of God to flow in our house and in this All right. house, All right. uh, you need to think about how hospitable are you? How holy do you want to be? All right. yeah. And how much healing do you want to see happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, in other words, in other words, um, we want God to come in this house. Oh yeah. But are we hospitable enough to let other folk come in the house? Come on, all right. Yeah. Are we inviting with our presence and how we treat people? The Bible says, in order to have friends, you must first show yourself friendly. Yeah. yeah. And I understand why some people don't go to church. Because the way we hide them and look at them and right. inspect them when they come. Yeah. If I wasn't saved, I wouldn't come back to some places. Because we, we act like people are coming to hold us up and hijack us. But 
Church ought to be an inviting place. I may be in here by myself. Church ought to be a, a welcoming place. Uh, uh, I've never seen anybody uh, go to the hospital and the nurse look down at them for coming because they're sick. If you're sick, the hospital is where you need to go. And if you need the Lord, church ought to be where you go. But, 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 but not, only, not only about hospital, but, but, but then holiness. There ought to be people at God's house who are committed to holiness. All right. Y'all ain't saying Committed to being consecrated vessels for God. See, for oil to flow, there must be a vessel for it to flow through. And, and, and what God needs is some consecrated vessel who will allow the oil to flow in them and through them. But not only that, not only that, how many of us come to church with a mindset of believing healing can happen? Not just, not just the norm, not just church as usual, but believing that somebody can literally encounter God in such a way where that which was broken in their lives comes together and they leave healed and made yelling. That, that, that's, that, that's what I believe this was because the Bible says the power of God was present to heal them. Yeah. In, in other words, the atmosphere was set. All they needed to do was tap into the power that was already there. Y'all, let, 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 let me give you this. I'm going to leave y'all alone. Look like I'm getting on your nerves. In this room, in this house, where Jesus is, the Bible lets us know this account is actually in all three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And, and what we discover is that Jesus is in the house teaching. He's teaching and preaching, and, and what we've come to discover is that, according to the text, the house is so full that people cannot even get through the front door. Yeah, all right. let, let, me give you, let me give a couple of things. Let me give a couple of things. If, if, if you and I want to create an atmosphere of healing, want to see God move and, and, and have life-changing experiences, one, one of the things I want to consider for you today is you need unity. Yeah. Right. Here, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Four men come to the door with a man, the Bible says, is sick of the palsy. Now, what that literally means is he was paralyzed. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that they were willing to carry somebody that couldn't carry himself? Yeah. I'm going to miss some of y'all. Because what most of us would have done is we would have been willing to carry somebody so far. Yeah. This man can do nothing for himself. Y'all ain't getting it. He's paralyzed uh, and he cannot move. What, what happens? What happens when God assigns you to somebody? That can't move. What happens when, when God assigns you to somebody that 
cannot do anything for themselves. And God attaches you and connects you with somebody yeah. that needs you and needs all of you for me. Oh, yeah. Bring this man to the door, but they cannot get in. All right. And the Bible said, the Bible said, they sought means to find a way to get him in the house. Yeah, In other words, they were unified, not for what they could do for themselves, right. but they were unified about what they could do for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, 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 here's what I want to say. I know you'll do anything for your child. Right. Oh, yeah. I know you'll do anything for yourself and your house, but what happens and how passionate would you be to bless somebody else? What, what, what happens when it's not your problem, but God calls you to be a help to somebody else's problem? What, what, what happens when it's not your issue, but I like it because the Bible says they were determined that we are now this close to Jesus. And we're not going to let anyone or anything keep us from y'all playing with me. Get us to just here, here, here it is. They they had unity in their purpose. That they, they, they wanted the man to be healed. But but then they were they, they had unity in their passion. In, in, in other words, they weren't just wanting to see this happen. They were passionate about it. They, they, they so much so I, I, I was thinking about I was thinking about this because a whole lot of us, a whole lot of us would have been dead at the door. Because as soon as a lot of us encounter one problem, as soon as we encounter one obstacle, a whole lot of us are ready to throw up our hands and say it must not be the Lord's will. But sometimes God is stretching your faith. Sometimes God is pulling you to another level to see how bad do you really want it. Sometimes God allows an obstacle not to turn you around, but in order to see how far your faith will go. And some of y'all playing with me, but 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 soon as God lets one door be closed, you turn around and you give up and, and, and start pouting and put your faith in the sand and, and start right. giving up. Sometimes God is trying to tell you that might not have been the way I wanted you to go. Other folk came to the front door. But I got another way I want to bring you in. I, 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 I want to do something different with you. I want to do, see everybody else been going this one way, but maybe God wants you to be the first to do it like nobody else has ever done it. And what God is doing in their life is seeing how bad do you really want it. In, in, in other words, in other words, God is moving them past the surface to see how far they will go. Yeah. To see healing happen oh, yeah. mm -hmm. in this man's life. They're unified in their purpose, they're unified in their passion, but then they're even unified in their participation. Four men. I'm sure one, one of them probably was stronger than the other four, but all four participated. What, what could happen, y'all, yeah. if all of us 
had the same concern. Yeah. What, what, what if what if all of us had the same agenda? You know, yeah. you know, one of the things that amazes me about Acts yeah. 2 is the Bible says they were all on one accord in yeah. one place. And sometimes the reason things don't happen the way they should is because often we have different agendas. And sometimes the Lord can't move because there is not a unified mindset about what needs to happen amongst God's people. Oh, I want one thing, you want another thing, and we can't get together. I, I, I want hamburgers, you want steak, and we can't get together, and so in turn, yeah. the Lord cannot move because his people are not unified. All right. All right. All right. Oh, if I had time. Yeah. I'm going to move, but what could God do in your house if there was unity? Right. What, what could God do on your job if if there was, there yeah. was unity? Yeah. What, what could yeah. God do yeah. in your community and in the city if there was just some Unity. Unless I hold you too long. Uh, not only was there unity, but but I like it because there is expectancy. Yeah. Here is here is here is what happened. Here's what happened. The Bible said when they couldn't find a way to get in the door, the Bible says they went on the rooftop. Oh, yeah. And actually, actually, um, what it literally says is this. Their faith caused them to find another way. Yeah. Yeah. Because faith knows God can if you only will. I, I, I read a quote. I heard somebody quote this, and I had to look it up myself. Um, I, I read a quote last night that said, Faith moves mountains. But don't be surprised if God gives you a show. Faith can move a mountain. But sometimes God will give you the shovel so you can start digging on that mountain. In other words, stop watching God and waiting on God. Sometimes God is waiting on you. You remember, you remember when 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 Mary and Martha were all pouting about Lazarus dying, and when Jesus got there, uh, Jesus said, "Show me where you laid him." Y'all remember yeah, that? Yeah. And you remember, you remember what Jesus told them when when he got there, when he got to to the tomb, he told them, "Move the stone." Yeah. In, in other words, if you really want to see me move in your life. Have faith enough to believe yeah. by moving the obstacle. Yeah. Y'all ain't getting yeah. out of the way. In other words, I can do it by myself, but I want you to participate in the process. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, God can do all things by himself, but God is so powerful, he'll involve you in it. In other words, God says to them, I, I know you want this, but I'm not just going to knock down the door. I want to see how much participation, how much involvement you want to have in this. Here it is. Here it is. Mark 2 really opens this up better because what actually happens is they go on the rooftop, mud, 
mud thickened roof. And they have to break up the roof yeah. in order to get in the house. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Sometimes in order to get your breakthrough. You got to break through some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in other words, sometimes in order to get where you want to go, you got to use some muscle. You got to use some faith and break through whatever it is. See, there's an obstacle between them getting to Jesus. And whenever there's a hindrance to people getting to Jesus, you need to do whatever you can to tear down whatever that is. And sometimes it, it may be it may be your mentality, it may be your tradition, it may be your familiarity, but whatever it is that's keeping you from believing that whatever is in front of you, God can move it out of the way. You got to get it and stop allowing it to hinder you. Some of us are stuck right now because there's something between you and your blessing and sometimes God is saying to you, I need you to break through some stuff. I need you to break up some stuff. Sometimes even breaking up that stuff that's in you. Because sometimes the obstacle is not other people. Sometimes the obstacle is you yourself. You see, I like it because they went to the house believing that whatever he got to Jesus, everything was going to be all right. And they weren't going to allow. I want to ask this question. I want to ask this question. Uh, do you have a sense of expectancy? Yeah. Have you come to a point where normal is what you're accustomed to? And you don't come to your house or God's house believing that God can do anything different. You're settling for normal. You're settling for what you're accustomed to when God is ready to do something you've never seen him do before. Everybody else is going through the door. Everybody else knows how to go through the door. But now somebody says we're going to break up a new way to yeah. get into this house because it's become an obstacle. And I want to ask somebody today, how far and how much do you believe God for? Yeah. How, yeah. how far do you really believe? Are you just expecting God to do what he has already done? Or are you of the mindset that he is able to yeah. do exceedingly, yeah. abundantly, oh, yeah. above all I can ask or even think according to the in other words, I believe God can do more than my mind can even imagine. I believe if he could make the world in six days, yeah. if he could allow his son to die on a Friday, get up on a I just believe yeah. there's nothing he cannot do. And sometimes the Lord will allow you to be knocked at the front door, met at the front door with discouragement and depression in order that you would start finding there's a blessing on the rooftop. In other words, God is trying to take your faith to another level. Here, here, here's, what, here's what Matthew 15 38 says. It says concerning Jesus, he did not do many works there because of their unbelief. In other words, the power of God to work in your life has nothing to do with what he's able to do. It's how much do you believe him for? How much do you? You know why some of us haven't got past that point? We don't believe he can get us past that point. Sometimes we're stuck in the 
same rut because we do not believe God can take us to another level. You, you, and sometimes, sometimes, according to your faith, it will be so. Because many times, many times, we have little faith. Sometimes we'll see little happen in our lives. James said it like this, faith without works is dead. Here's what I like, and I'm done. Jesus said, Bible says, when he saw their faith. Yeah. See, a whole lot of us oh, yeah. have verbal faith. Yeah. We know how to talk faith. Yeah. But when it comes time yeah. to put faith in action, yeah. when, when it comes time to, to really believe God, uh, we're not much more than talk. You remember God told Israel he had a land promised for them flowing with yeah. milk and honey and yeah. they believed him but when they spent uh, six tithes into the land and they saw the giant in the land the bible said they came back with a butt report they said everything god said was true but their giant in the land i'm trying to tell you sometimes god wants to see how far your faith is going to take you and how willing you are to put your faith into practice yeah. Not only is there unity, I like it, y'all. Not only is there expectancy. Can I can I say this? I don't know about you, but I'm just gonna believe God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe that there is no mountain too high. I'm gonna believe there's no valley too low. I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe there's no sickness he cannot heal. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just going to believe there is no burden he cannot deliver. I'm just going to believe that God can do anything but fail. And I got expectancy, y'all. I, I, I'm believing that somebody came in this house and, and I believe you might have been torn up when you came here, but I just believe the power of God is going to lift you and fix you where you leave different. I, I believe couples might have come in this house separated and all broken up, but I believe even in this house, in this hour, God can heal it and put it back together. I just believe and have a sense of expectancy that God can and will do amazing things. There's unity, there's expectancy. But then there is transparency. I'm going to hurry along. Here's what happens. Bible says, Jesus sees the man. And he says, your sins are forgiven. Now the reason, the reason, I don't have time to deal with this like I want to deal with it. But the reason this becomes an issue is because the man had the physical ailment. And the expectation is that Jesus is going to immediately heal his physical ailment. But what Jesus does is move beyond the surface. Because what people there needed to know, and what you and I need to know, is that sickness is tied to sin. Yeah. Yeah. Sickness is in the world because of sin. Yeah. And Jesus wants to deal with your sin matter before he deals with your sickness matter. Because it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to heal him 
of his paralysis without saving his soul. Y'all ain't getting it. He would just be a healed sinner. And that's what a whole lot of folk are. Uh, they pray to God to deliver them, pray to God to heal them. But when he does, they never put their lives in his hands. And, right. and we got a whole yeah. lot of folk yeah. around here delivered and healed, but have not given their lives to Jesus. Y'all playing with me. Yeah. But, but what God wants is to deal with your sin problem before he deals with your physical problem. You see, uh, uh, your physical problem can land you in the hospital, but your spiritual problem can land you in hell. And if you don't ever fix your spiritual problem, a whole lot of us will be healthy on our way to hell. So Jesus says your sins are forgiven. And when he says your sins are forgiven, it causes an uproar in the crowd because the Pharisees and the teachers of the law said, who is able to forgive sin but God? In other words, they're trying to deny that Jesus is God. But they know this, that if God healed this man after Jesus forgives him of his sin, they know he has to be the son of God. I'm done, y'all. But here's what I wanted somebody to know, that sometimes in order to get your healing, you got to learn how to be transparent. Yeah. In other words, in other words, in order for this man to get healed, he had to let everybody know he had a problem. And the reason some of us been having problems and never been delivered is because we keep hiding our problems and won't be vulnerable enough to tell the Lord, I got some issues. Yeah, yeah. He had to yeah. allow himself to labor for Jesus and admit I'm paralyzed. I can't move. I can't do nothing for myself. And if you don't move in my life, Lord, I can't do this for myself. And I wish I had people in this house who had a sense of understanding. Without God moving in your life, you will be stuck. You will be paralyzed. Your life will not go anywhere. But you got to come to that point in your life when you say, have thine own way, Lord. Yeah. Thou art the potter and I am the clay. Lord, take my life and do something different with it. Because if you don't, I'm going to keep messing this thing up. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't get to it like I, like I want to. Um, but I did want to tell you, uh, some people come to an experience because they're curious. And some come because they need to be cured. I'm going to try oh, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. more time. So, some people come because they're curious. They're nosy. They, they just want to know what's going on. Yeah. But when you grow in Christ-like maturity, uh, you don't come just to be nosy. I, I, I'm not here just because I wanted to see how many folk would show up. I didn't come just because I wanted to see how, how many folk had problems. I got issues I need the Lord to hear. Some stuff I need to be cured from. I, and, and I can't spend my Sunday morning worrying about who you were with last night, what you were eating, what you were drinking. I ain't got time to be bothered with your business. I got enough issues of my own and I gotta lay them back before the altar and say, Lord, I need you to heal it. I need you to fix it. I need you to change it. Because only you can. This and I'm done.
The Bible says, Jesus told the man, take up yeah. your bed and walk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That which had him, now he had. Yeah. That which formerly had control of him, he now had control of. Yeah. Bible says, took up his mat, started walking. And Bible says he he started glorifying and praising God. But, oh, yeah. but then it's that 26th verse I, I, I really yeah. like. Because after God blessed him and healed him, the Bible says the people started getting happy. Oh, yeah. They started yeah. glorifying God when they saw the man healed. And, and here's what they said, and I'm done. They said strange things today. If you look up that word strange, what it really means is remarkable things happen. Amazing things happen. Something unbelievable happened today. And I, and I don't know about y'all, but I want to leave here some week saying the Lord did something today. If I hadn't been there and saw it with my own two eyes, I wouldn't believe it myself. I, I want the Lord to do some stuff in my house that, that anybody that wasn't there couldn't believe it if they didn't see it themselves. when he heals. I'm not, I'm not a deliverer, but, but I want to be in the house when he delivers. And, and maybe, maybe he can use my intercession. Maybe he can use my faith. Maybe he can use me to help push somebody into his presence. And see them experience him. On a whole nother level. Yeah. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Let me say this. My prayer is. When God does it, when God does it, you'll really believe he did it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because sometimes you're praying for stuff and you're not really believing he'll do it. But this day, pray in faith. Yeah. I believe you can leave your house in this evil and it can come back. You come back home and it's put back together. Right. I, I believe you leave your job in confusion and you come back and there's peace. Yeah. 
Because even while you're sleeping, the Lord knows how to heal. The Lord knows how to touch. The Lord knows how to move. And so I'm expecting, I'm expecting God. Heads about out of the clothes. God, we trust you today. And even now, God, I stand on behalf of my brother and my sister, God. Lord, not for myself, oh God. But for that person that needs you, God, and may not even know they need you, God. I pray I lift them today, oh God. And I believe, I believe, oh God, that even now, you can work in their lives and do exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask or even Bless your people in this house, oh God. Bless that person that doesn't know you. Bless that person that's distant from you, God. Bless my neighbor, Lord. Bless my co-worker, Lord. Bless my enemies, God. Bless that person in need of healing, Lord. Bless that person in need of salvation, Lord. I pray your blessing today. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Forever.